Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. So guys, I was given the, the little bit of the sneak peek on the member guests that I had played in last weekend. I'm sure you're all dying to hear about it, so I want to give you the quick rundown on how it went, and I promise, don't worry, it will tie back into finances. But um, we show up actually a little bit earlier last week played a couple practice rounds in the afternoon after work which was just nice it's beautifully nice in tahoe right now back here in auburn it's starting to get above 100 and it's getting too hot so it was beautiful to be up in the mountains for a little bit and so there was a three day tournament at the member guest i was playing with my dad and how it works is you play nine whole matches. It's two-man teams. So you take the best score between you and your partner, and you put it against the best score of the two people that you're playing against. And basically, you get a point if you win the hole, half the point if you tie the hole, and obviously zero points if you lose the hole. So um, the goal, of course, is to accumulate as many points throughout the week as you can, and that's how you are able to win your flight and potentially have a chance at winning the overall tournament. So, um, you know, day one, I'm all fired up. It's so fun to play in a competitive setting, and I don't get to do it very often in golf anymore, but yeah, I don't I don't care if it's ping pong that you're playing in. Once it's a, a tournament style and points matter and shots matter, it, it adds a, a little bit more pressure than you're used to when you're just playing with your buddies kind of screwing around. So the first match gets going, uh, and my dad and I have a terrible, terrible start. First hole, I actually hit a good drive, put it in the fairway, bladed a wedge over the green, chipped it pretty close, had a good luck at a good look at par, and then I three putted for double. So <laughs> I was like, what in the heck kind of start is this? I was so annoyed with myself. And thank gosh, my dad was like, dude, Hunter, we have two and a half more days of golf, man. This one hole is not going to hurt us. But <laughs> I was already kind of flustered just right off the bat. And luckily, we turned it around pretty quick. We ended up playing well the first uh, the first match. Second match, ran into my man, Mike. Shout out to Mike. Halfway through the round, he's like, Hunter, you ready to have a beer together, man? And I, <laughs> you know, I, I had to appease him a little bit. Couldn't get too wild out there. I, I'm a, I told him I'm a good post-golfing drinker, not a very good uh, golfing drinker. I, for some reason, when I'm playing sports um, or doing anything athletic, I'm, I like to take it maybe too seriously, and I, I try pretty hard at it, and I, I tend to be a little bit competitive, so I like to have my, you know, best efforts out there. But 
the cool part about this tournament is getting to meet new people and just learning about so many different things that people do. It always amazes me how many ways people really can make money in this world. It's just very inspiring. But Mike works for Google Chromebooks, and uh, hopefully I don't butcher this because his what he does is way above my pay grade and my understanding of uh, <laughs> of hardware and software. But basically, he designs and they make sure that anything that can plug into a Google Chromebook is efficient and actually works that you buy at the store. So it, it's just amazing. As we were sitting down having lunch, he's talking about you know what he does for work, and that was his way of majorly dumbing it down so that I could actually understand what the heck he <laughs> he actually does for a living. But it's just really, really fun to get to meet a lot of good people and honestly just learn new things that I, I just really didn't have a grasp on. Mike was a super fun guy. Really, really enjoyed playing with him and his father-in-law. Um, but yeah, all the matches were really fun. I mean, we had three full days of golf um, in, in that competitive setting. And luckily, my dad and I were fortunate enough to win our flight. Um, so again, there's probably 12 or 15 flights. So um, once, once you win your flight, you move on and qualify for what they call a horse race. And then you basically have the ability to play to win the overall tournament. So long story short, once we made the horse race, we made it to the final four teams. And there were about 96-ish teams, I believe, that were out there competing. So we did really, really well. We lost on the third to last hole, unfortunately. The horse race, it's a little different format. You play alternating shots. So my dad would hit, then I would hit, then my dad would hit, then I would hit, and back and forth. Um, and, and on the last hole that we got to play, we, we kind of messed up and ended up making a double bogey and we got eliminated, but, ah, uh, so close. I mean, my dad and I were still talking about it four or five days later. Like, do you realize how close we actually got to winning that tournament? I mean, we were a flip of a coin difference and, and we had a shot at actually winning the whole thing, which again, it's not like you win some crazy amount of money or anything. You get some bragging rights and a cool little trophy, but it's still, it's just being in that competitive setting and, and having it that close and slipping away, it still stings a little bit, even though it's not like it was a hole to win the Masters or anything, but it felt like it. <laughs> so overall, couple things and you know metaphors that I like to bring back to the stock market. We gotta keep the long run in perspective. We keep talking about it. Short term volatility does not matter for your overall success. Never has, never will. I mean, after we doubled that for, I doubled that first hole and started off playing really, really poor, it would have been pretty easy to, to throw in the towel for that day and just say, ah, I didn't have it today. My game isn't here and end up playing really, really poorly. But, you know, we stuck with it, stuck with the game plan and we ended up winning. How often is it the same thing when we're investing? I mean, especially right now with the news that just came out today. There are so many unknowns that come into play that we, we just can't see them coming. We can't try to time the short-term market action that gets thrown at us. So really the, the news that just came out today was that the data back from July in China, it showed weak consumer spending, sliding investments, and rising unemployment. Bank loans hit a 14-year low. 
deflation setting in. Plus, one of China's largest property developers is now at risk of defaulting. So now all of a sudden, China is having to look at helping the very indebted property sector, and they're having to look at actually giving consumers more cash to spend, which they don't want to do. It's kind of funny. It's a literally the polar opposite of what we've been talking about here in the US and on this podcast, right? The Federal Reserve here has been constantly pumping the brakes on the economy. They're taking money away from the US consumer. They're trying to slow things down because we've been worried about an economy that's potentially running too hot. Well, again, opposite thing in the news with China right now. And also, not surprisingly, China is suspending publishing data on the unemployment rates and some of these things. They're just trying to avoid the discussion in general. They, they don't like to show weakness. And as we know, they're not super transparent with stuff. But <laughs> you might think, well, Hunter, what the heck does the Chinese economy have to do with the U.S. stock market? It shouldn't matter. Well, China was projected to be the top contributor to global growth global growth, sorry, through 2028. Even Janet Yellen came out saying China's slowdown is a major risk factor for the American economy. So yeah, there you have it. Shocker, right? We have another boogeyman. I mean, there's always another boogeyman. How often do we talk about things that can scare people from getting out of the market? More worrisome news. And it does rattle people that don't have a game plan. But betting one way or another on the U.S. markets, I mean, that's hard enough over the short term. But playing that game and making huge investment changes based off of news in China, where information is withheld from us and crazy headlines come out of nowhere, I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. And as I was reading through some of the finance articles that were out today, this I'm not kidding you, this was in the same exact column of links that you could click. One said, Wall Street gets bullish as soft landing chatter intensifies. I mean, that is word for word. Now, all of a sudden, people, you know, as the the Fed has been raising interest rates and we have this restrictive monetary policy coming out, the soft landing a year ago was basically out of the question. People thought the economy was going to just swan dive, that the Fed was not going to be able to hit their target. They weren't going to be able to cool inflation properly. And we're going to have a major recession. Okay, fast forward a year and now the... Uh, the soft landing is back into the conversation. So that's one headline which shows some bullish signs for the market, obviously. And then right below that, the next headline says, 2023 could take a turn for the worse. I mean, come on, depending on which link you click could greatly alter the way that you align your portfolio, just depending on which link that you click that are two inches away from each other on the screen. That's why we don't look at the first hole of the golf tournament to decide our fate. We stick with a game plan and we go with it throughout the entirety of play. We have to to invest depending on your end goal, on what you want to accomplish over the long run, not what's going to happen here within the next three months, because that's just not a way that you're going to be successful. So is the China news kind of scary? Yeah, I mean, we didn't see it coming. It's out of kind of out of nowhere. Um, Should you be super worried and run to the hills and go sit in money market funds to try to secure a 4% rate that you might be able to get in a high yield savings account right now? No, not unless you're going to need the money very, very soon. Other than that, it's again, the short term waters. We cannot reflect and make your investing decisions just off of these headlines that we see. Because at the end of the day, Patience pays off, consistency pays off, and being level-headed always pays off. 
And if you would like help talking about your financial position and a game plan to help you reach your financial goals while taking on the least amount of risk, you can always book a one-on-one -on -one discovery call with myself at hunterlowry.com. There's a link to my personal calendar there. All right, everybody, hope that was helpful and it's a great day to have a great day. Take care, guys.